Welcome to Factor Folklore. I'm Tim. And I'm Amy, and this is episode seven. How's your week going, Amy? My week is fantastic because it is officially Shark Week. Jaws. Oh, yeah. Shark of the Badlands. Did uh-huh. you see that one? No, I haven't seen that That one's super cool. They're filming Great White Sharks. And then I also just watched Shark Cam, which is really cool because I've been watching Shark Cam since it came out in 2000. Cool. So to see how the footage has changed, been pretty cool to watch. But what was Trailer Shark? Trailer Park Shark was about these rednecks that are in a trailer park and the trailer park gets flooded. And the shark is just going crazy, going on vengeance against all these rednecks. And one scene I like the best that's really funny is there's a redneck out in the water. He knows he's going to get eaten up by the shark. And he yells over to his friend. He goes, hey, tell my second cousin I love her. (laughs) So that's kind of how that whole thing goes. So it's just total, just goofball movie. Yeah, goofball, you know. And it's supposed to be a freshwater shark. (laughs) You know. (laughs) It's like the land shark. Yeah, and it's just like the Jersey Shore sharks. It's a real funny comedy, but it's kind of cool just to watch. Yeah. Have you always watched Shark Week? No, I just started watching it, what, last year? Okay. Yeah. So you know who got me into it was your son, Brian. Oh, really? Yeah, so I think Shark Week's been on since 1988 is when... Holy moly, you're old. And it was 1991, though, and this is when we were in the living room, and we used to make tents... We used to move the blankets to look like a movie theater. Yeah. Because you guys had that big screen TV. I remember he called me over one time and he said, You're such a dork. Howdy. <laughs> you know it's not a video podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I know. So Tim just put on his cowboy hat because he wants to be a redneck yeah, trailer is, park shark. Well, this is my tr- troublemaking hat. Every time I have it on, I get in trouble when we're camping or doing something so I figured maybe I'll get in trouble tonight (laughs) um but yeah it was 1991 and Brian called me over and he said Discovery Channel is playing all shark stuff I actually didn't know a lot about sharks and I was like okay whatever I'm just gonna come over and it was in the middle of the summer I didn't have air conditioning at my house and you guys would always keep the house at like negative 20 degrees so I loved it because I'd just come over here and we'd Put blankets down and we'd like get under the blankets. It'd be like 100 degrees outside and you'd be curled up in a blanket. And yeah. It's so cold. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I remember I I like spending the night but then I hated it because I'd be like freezing all night <laughs> long. <laughs> it was like winter time. Yeah. Do you remember the time when I it was like 105 outside and I got it real cold and then I lit the fireplace. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? Yep. Because I wanted to see what it was like to have a fire on a 105 day and be cold. Yeah. And then uh, the winter used to turn the pool heater on to mm-hmm. like 90 degrees. And we Yeah, that was Four fun. in the morning, there'd be fog. Yeah. Man-made fog. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, Brian called me over and we had built a tent. And we had the blankets lined up so it kind of made a theater. Uh-huh. And then we just stayed up all night watching shark shows after that i was hooked like i said i didn't really know anything about sharks and after that brian and i used to watch it pretty much every year i know he still watches it but yeah i always wondered you know like sharks must have one hell of a dental bill but uh when i started watching these documentaries they actually grow new teeth every time they lose one which is pretty amazing i wish uh we could do that. Yeah, they shed their teeth. Yeah. Which is really cool. I mean, just think you could eat corn in the cob forever. Yeah. You know? I wonder, they can't have roots then. Because our teeth, they stay in because they have roots and it yeah. holds their tooth in. Yeah, so I wonder what holds their tooth in. I don't know. Maybe they're, it's just their gums are so 
strong, you know. But they have layers of teeth. Oh, that's right. Have no. you seen it? There's like yeah. multiple like racks of teeth. Yeah. But and those teeth are sharp. Not only that, but they're pointed. Not only that, they can cut you. That's right, and they're enamel. I haven't watched a whole lot. I'm gonna binge this weekend and pretty much watch all the ones that are that are playing this weekend. But I watched Shark of Badlands and I watched Shark Cam, which I said was my favorite. That's one of my favorites. Ask Shark me Cam. if I watched that one. Did you watch Shark Cam? I watched the tail end. Stupid. <laughs> Speaking of shark, do you remember a cartoon called Jabberjaw? He was a shark, and he sounded like one of the Three Stooges. No. Yeah, it was on uh, Cartoon Express, <laughs> and they called him Jabberjaw. It was pretty funny. No, I never saw that one. Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago, 2014, I think, uh, Discovery had a mockumentary. Do you know what a mockumentary yeah, is? Yeah, a fake one. Yeah, so it was like a documentary, but it wasn't real. Sure. And it was about Megalodon. Have you heard of Megalodon? Uh-huh. So that's the difference between Discovery and National Geographics is that National Geographics has the Sharknado and the trailer right, park shark. Right, right, right. And then Discovery is more just your regular research. Documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a lot of research. Yeah. yeah. And so in 2014, I think they were trying to compete with National Geographics because National Geographics started getting like a fan base behind them. Uh-huh. And they came out with, I think it was called Megalodon Monsters of the Sea or something cool. like that. At Discovery, all the shows are real. And so this one was fake. It didn't say that it was fake. And you have these, it seems like a regular documentary. But at the end, there was this, like, this isn't real events. The people on the show are actors. Right. But I was completely fooled. I thought it was real. And I was like, oh, my God, there's this giant monster in the ocean that's going to eat me. Uh, and then it turned out to be fake. But because of that... It's really launched pop culture around Megalodon. Uh-huh. Do you know what Megalodon is? Yeah, Megalodon is like a dinosaur shark. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, it's like a mega shark. Did he wear a mega hat? A mega hat? Yeah. Yeah, he definitely would wear yeah, a mega that's hat. What I thought, right? Yeah, probably build a wall, you know. It's fake, but Megalodon was a real shark. It was alive up until about 1.5 million years ago. Is like kind of when we start losing track of the fossil record at that point. Now, a shark is actually a fish, right? A whale is a mammal because it breathes air. The shark breathes through the water. But the shark always has to constantly move. Is that correct? Right, because it needs the water to filter through its gills. Uh So not all fish have to move, but sharks do. And so they're... kind of like if we were human, we would have to be in front of a fan all the time or something like that, huh? Yeah. Or just be in to, a windstorm to, right. to breathe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's different classifications of fish, and some fish are like bony fish, and it's uh-huh. like salmon, trout, stuff like that, where their bones are actually bone. Sure. But sharks, they're actually made of cartilage, and the only bone that's in their body are their jaw and their teeth. Amazing. So the hard thing about Megalodon is we don't really know what its skeleton looks like, because, you know, 1.5 million years ago, all we right. have left is the teeth. Well, something that big probably would have had to have a skeleton. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, but it was cartilage, so yeah. it deteriorated. Yeah. So we don't really know what it looks like, but based on the teeth, the teeth are similar to a great white. Uh-huh. It was a predator. How much bigger are the, do you think the teeth are than a great white? A lot. So the megalodon tooth is uh-huh. about seven inches. Holy moly. And then a great white tooth is no longer than three inches. Wow. So right. like a comparison of that is think about a venti cup at Starbucks. That's uh-huh. about six and a half inches tall. Uh-huh. 
and a little fun size snicker bar. Right. That's about two and a half inches. So if you want to compare, it'd be like holding up a Snickers bar to a venti coffee from oh, Starbucks. Or maybe a school bus to a Volkswagen. The Megalodon is 40 feet long, which oh, is approximately man. the length of an average school bus. So can you imagine just swimming in long in the ocean? Man, I wouldn't go in the ocean. Right. And then oh, no a giant school bus. And if you look at the pictures, our entire body can fit into the jaw of... You stand straight up. Yep. Yeah, yeah they're huge. Um, so... Some people think that they may have looked more like a whale shark, because uh-huh. we don't really know. But I think because the teeth are very similar to the great yeah. white, so I'm thinking it's got to be like great white. But there's a lot of controversies with uh-huh. Megalodon, because people think that Megalodon is still in the depths of our oceans now, and it's still out there. This mockumentary that Discovery put out a couple years ago it has launched this reaction from people and people are now looking to see, is it real? That's actually what I want to talk about today. If you, if you don't have anything else, you, you want know, to talk that'd about. be cool. I was wondering if it's a mockumentary, I wonder like if they're in a submarine, would the shark actually mock on the door? I don't know. Now I feel like you're making a mockery out of me. Ah. <laughs> so uh, Amy, I hear we got a special guest today. We do. So we actually have Bubba from yeah. Waveland, Mississippi. Holy moly. And uh, Bubba thinks he may have saw a Megalodon. Wow. You got his number handy? Yeah. Give me one second. Let me one give him a call. call. All right. Hi, is uh, Bubba there? Yeah, it is, Bo. Uh, this is Amy and Tim from Factor Folklore. Uh, hey, how y'all doing, Amy? So I heard you uh, saw a Megalodon. I did. You know, it happened a couple years ago. Me and my buddy, we made ourselves up. We ain't had no boat, so we took an old Volkswagen. You know how they float. So we got that sucker, and we filled it all up, plugged all the holes. We put her in the water, and she started floating. We put a propeller on it, you know, one of them things that go round and round, make it push. We went up that river, and we was fishing. Caught some good old fish. Remember, we got this big old catfish, and all of a sudden it was gone. But I seen these shark fins, and I ain't know where that come, because this is fresh water. I ain't know where that come from. Well, that sucker jumped out the water. He had been about 30 feet long. He was white. He was great white. He was big. Um, I wish I had my camera with me. I just didn't have it. Were you drinking when you were on this boat? Yeah, we only had a couple cases of beer, but, I mean, that wasn't that bad. Did anyone else see it? No, because, you know, it was raining. Yeah, so we had the windshield wipers on. They worked pretty good, but when it jumped over the Volkswagen, that was it. We couldn't see it no more. Oh, man. Yeah, I thought he was going to swallow us up. Do you think it could have been a great white? Could have been. Um, I know when he jumped over, I saw his teeth. They was, I'm going to say, probably four or five inches big. Man. Yeah, yeah they were sharp. He cut He cut a big notch out to my, my Volkswagen. Where did it go from there? Well, I heard reports later that he done swimmed all the way up the coast. Uh, I, what's that next state that you keep going up that there Mississippi? What would be the next one above us? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to go because I'm in the middle of a fishing trip right now. I'm getting all ready, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. If I ever see him again, I, I feel like calling you. All right. Thank you so much, Bubba. Bye. Bye.
Well, I think that was a really good mockumentary right there. I think it was. It was very good. How did you find that guy? Man, I'm telling you, this guy was so smart. I mean, I put an email out and he answered it. And Yeah, I saw the email to somebody he graduated from the sixth grade. Was that true? No, it, it wasn't. He lied about that. Oh, so he, he did. Didn't, no, he didn't make it past third grade. Holy moly. Well, uh, could he spell his name? No, he just put an X. Oh, wow. That poor guy. <laughs> But, you know, something's a hard worker. I mean, he made his own boat out of a Volkswagen. Wow, that's pretty... <laughs> I, mean, I could probably do it if I wanted to. But. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good story. I don't know. It sounds like he saw something there. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll check it out. And, you know, it might be believable, may not be. It was a mockumentary. <laughs> yeah, nice mockumentary. Yeah. Yeah, so Megalodon. Uh-huh. Do you think that there we could have a giant shark in our ocean? You know, I don't know. I... I think we would have seen it by now because it would have to come up to eat. And uh, I think somebody would have seen it. Now, I've never heard anybody spot a megalodon. You know, you start hearing rumors. Yeah. But I wonder if genetically, if they could ever bring one back. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. I think that we would have to have obtained quality DNA. Well, I wonder if you could pull it from like the tooth. The tooth. Maybe. I think the only problem is the Megalodon teeth are like, like I said, they were extinct 1.5 million years ago. Uh-huh. I don't know if you could get any DNA from a tooth that old. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to talk to a genetic scientist of some sort and find out what would be needed to even think about bringing, bringing some... back Megalodon or some of the dinosaurs. But then would you bring it back? It'd be pretty cool. I mean, you know, we've seen the Jurassic Park and all that. There was a megalodon in that, wasn't there? I think so. Remember, they had to go through uh, underwater. Yeah, I remember it being underwater. I'm not sure if it was just a... Prehistoric shark. It could just be a a dinosaur. Yeah. But you would have to put it in the ocean. There's no way you could keep something like that at like a sea world. Well, yeah, you'd probably keep one in one of their goldfish bowls. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, would you really want to release that in the ocean? No. I mean, that'd be like bringing back dinosaurs, too. Right. And then if you did that, what about what's going to happen to Great White? Because this thing's going to have to eat. It's going to eat all the food that Great White's going to eat. Well, I guess that white privilege out in the ocean be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's no such thing as Megalodon anymore? I would like to think so, but I really don't think there's anything out there. How about you? I'm kind of torn. The theories of why it went extinct, um, a couple things. One, during that time, this is the end of the Pleistocene era. Uh, and that's when the earth started cooling down and the ocean started freezing. The shark was probably a cold-bodied shark, sure. so it would need heat to live. It would also need a lot of food to keep its body heat up. Right. Megalodon fed on small whales, and back in the Pleistocene era, there were a lot more whales. So in that mass extinction that took place at the end of the Pleistocene, uh-huh. we lost almost all of our whale Species. So now we have one-tenth of the amount of whale species that we used to have back in the Pleistocene era. Right, right, right. The water froze up, and it froze over the South American seaway. That was a passageway, and it blocked the whale's migratory pattern. Uh So the whales, when they migrate, now they couldn't migrate. And so because they couldn't migrate, they ended up dying. So it's like a wall. Exactly. And so these giant whales were dying. Megalodon didn't have any food. A couple theories that they had is that it eventually evolved and now it lives at the deep part of the ocean. That's one of the theories. Uh Fast forwarding now, 1875, 
HMS Challenger is on this expedition to try to map the floor of the ocean and just learn a little bit more about the ocean. And they uncover two megalodon teeth. It's a big discovery then. Right. But we've seen a lot of megalodon teeth, so nothing super crazy there. Then in 1959, a scientist, a researcher, decides to try to date these megalodon teeth. And he dated that by using where the HMS Challenger unearthed these teeth. I see. You know, sometimes researchers, what they do is they find out where in the Earth's strata Mm -hmm. they find these teeth. And then from there, they can say, like, okay, based on this, this is this amount of years old. I see. And so from that, that's why they decided that these two teeth came from about 10 to 15,000 years ago versus the 1.5 million years ago. So one of the theories is that if it was around 10,000 years ago, maybe it didn't die out like we thought it did. Could be around then. Right. And maybe it's just living at the deep part of the ocean. So that's one theory. You know, that whole theory right there is pretty deep. yeah so that's one theory another theory is the ocean is huge and it's really deep yeah we haven't explored it all sure and there's a lot of megafauna within the ocean we have the colossal squid it's like 30 feet long Mm -hmm. the giant squid which i think is like 40 feet long you have the mega mouth shark uh, it's another. Those are huge. Those, yeah, their mouths are crazy. But they don't eat meat. They just eat uh, plankton, plankton and stuff. Uh huh. Doesn't that little plankton on like SpongeBob? Yeah. That little... poor little guy. Yeah, he's mean though. Yeah, he gets. He's grumpy. On. Yeah, that's true. Huh? I don't. I think he deserves it. He's always trying to steal the secret recipe. Yeah, he should just be yeah. a friend, man. Yeah. They Get just, along. Just squish him. Yeah. <laughs> because there are these megafauna that are still alive and still living in our ocean. Uh-huh. And we didn't know. We just recently, in 2004, actually got video footage of a giant squid. That's amazing. Yeah, and we've known about it because yeah. we've seen them wash up. I imagine there's probably bigger squid than that, too. There might be. And that's the thing, is we just don't know. It's dark down there. Because what, what's the deepest part of the, of the ocean? It's, uh, I forget the name of it, but it's like, I don't know, deeper than... Uh, Mount Everest. Yeah, the Mariana Trench. That's it, the Mariana. Yeah, the Mariana Trench, it's uh, the deepest part of the ocean. At the deepest part, it's just under seven miles. Wow. Did you hold your breath that long? No. Of course. I'm a swimmer. I can hold my breath for years. But, you know, I want to see what the uh, poundage is per square inch. You know, the pressure. Oh, the pressure? Yeah. So at the bottom of the trench, the water column exerts a pressure of 1,086 bars, which is more than a thousand times the standard atmospheric pressure at sea level. Oh, so it's mo. it'd be like a thousand pounds kind of pushing on you. Man, oh man, we just get crushed. There's no way. Well, there's been a couple of remote subs that've been down there. I mean, it's just like an airplane. When you go up, yeah. you can pressurize it. Possibly, but I mean, I don't think we have the technology right now, yeah. but. We could we get there absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so. So yeah, you don't. We don't know what's down there, really. Yeah, and the ocean is huge. There's so much. And not only that, but it's big too. Not only that, it's enormous. E, that's and right. it's deep. Yeah, very deep. So again, one idea is that the ocean's huge. We haven't explored it all. Uh-huh. We know we haven't explored it all. I mean, there's probably thousands of species of fish that we don't even know about. Yeah, I think we know more about space. I, I saw an article that we do the deep ocean. Really, and you have to have special equipment because of the pressure, and right, right, and right. that you're in water. Anything electrical can just 
die on you when you're yeah. you know going that far under. I mean, that's one kind of explanation why we haven't seen Megalodon is just because it's impossible to explore that area. That's a good possibility. And then the other main kind of reason why people think that Megalodon is still around is eyewitnesses, like Bubba. <laughs> yeah, Bubba was a, a good example of eyewitness. I thought that was very descriptive. Very and very believable. Yeah, yeah. So I would sure like to see his boat. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Herbie. Cool. Yeah, I wonder what color we we've got. It's gotta be white. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are several fishermen who claim to have seen a giant shark. Uh-huh. I think what's the difference between you and I seeing a giant shark and then telling someone and then a fisherman is a fisherman are gonna be a little bit more aware of what is in the ocean. If we were to see a giant animal, people are going to say it could have been a whale. Maybe uh, we just didn't know. But a fisherman, they know. They've seen whale sharks. They've seen giant whales. They're not going to be fooled. There was a group of lobster fishermen that were fishing out of Port Stephen, Australia. So what happened is these fishermen weren't going back into the ocean. They came in and they were done. They were kind of reluctant to tell people what they saw. But the reason why is because when they were out there and they had their clay pots out there, they said a 40-foot shark grabbed those clay pots like nothing and took off with them. Wow. And these clay pots are like several pounds each. Do you know what the biggest white shark ever recorded was? I don't know exactly like the... 20 feet maybe? 21 feet is what I've seen. I don't uh, know if that was the biggest one. So if it was 40 feet, that'd be almost double. Double, yeah. yeah. A megalodon jaws can crush 10,000 pounds in, wow. in their bite. So imagine their tooth is the size of your hand and it's crushing at 10,000 pounds. Dude, you it can would, just you destroy you. Yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. But so anyway, so this fisherman, they saw this giant shark and they were like, nope, we're not going back out. Uh-huh. And so people thought maybe they were seeing a whale shark and, and so forth. But And there's been other stories of fishermen. The thing about it is these fishermen know that people are going to say they're crazy. Uh-huh. They know they're going to get ridicule for it. And so they don't want to go on record. They'll talk to you at the local bar. They'll talk to you, you know, here and there. They'll sure. tell their friends they're not going on record because they don't want their name attached to this lore and they don't want people to, you know, make fun of them. But that's a theory is because they're saying it's not a whale. It's definitely a shark. It's a 40 foot shark. It's as big as my boat. And then they don't want to go out anymore. But sounds kind of fishy to me. <laughs> Based on those three reasons, uh, do you think it's probable that Megalodon's still around? I don't think so. I don't think a Megalodon being that big would have to be confined down that deep. There can only be so much food down there and it has to be able to wander around up and down to, to get it. So Megalodon, 1.5 million years ago. Like I said, they were feeding on sea turtles, whales. They were hunting closer to shore. So they were wanting to be in the warmer areas. They're feeding on whales. Whales can't go too far deep because they got to come up to breathe. That's correct. So Megalodon will have to follow the whales to eat. Right. However, the giant squid would be a food source for Megalodon. Yep. They've found a sperm whale, and from the number of giant squid they found in the sperm whale's belly, uh-huh. they estimate that there's 4.3 million giant squid in the ocean. Holy moly. Which so, is crazy because yeah. we don't see those all the time. Yeah, with that many, you think you would. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it does hang out there. And it's just eating yeah. the giant squid. 
I don't know. I could go either way on this one because I've never seen a giant squid and there's 4.3 million of those out there. Well, that's a whale of a tail, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I would love to see one, but I personally don't think they're around, but I can't say for sure, no. Yeah. Now, another reason why scientists say that it couldn't happen is that, uh, like you were saying before with the sharks and how they could lose their teeth and grow new ones, so sharks shed their teeth. Finding megalodon teeth is not very unusual because they're shedding their teeth. But we just don't find anything past that 1.5 million mark. That's kind of where that fossil evidence stops. It's right at 1.5 million years. That's weird. If there were megalodons and they're shedding their teeth, we should be still finding them. The giant squid have been washing up on shore. Yeah, we should get some kind of evidence. I don't know. I mean, it could be lurking down at the bottom of the ocean, uh-huh. and we just haven't seen it. Like I said, we, there's a lot of megafauna out there that we haven't seen at this point, so it's possible that we just haven't seen it. Maybe it's nocturnal. You never know. Yeah, but if there's a 40-foot shark, there's researchers following the whales. They would know if a whale got taken out in yeah. the middle of the night. His researchers are researching 24 hours a day. Yeah. With the HMS Challenger, the way to debunk that is it's possible that when they pulled up those teeth that that strato has been shifted. It could be like wow. an earthquake or something just, you know, shifted over time. And so it really wasn't at that 15,000 year mark. It just unlodged itself from deeper parts of the strata. You know, with the climate change, current change, and the whales change, could have evolved a little bit and made itself adaptable to the deep ocean. Could be feeding off of squid. Still, turtles can go down there that deep, you know? Well, you know how you're saying they were measuring the age of the tooth? Mm-hmm. My grandpa used to work over at UCLA in the lab. He was a glass blower. Yeah. But he had access for all of the laboratories. Mm-hmm. I remember we got to go see a bunch of things that were uh, pretty high-tech back then. And one of them was a... A radio date carbon gun, and he could he showed me how they measured rock, and they pointed at it, yeah, and it measures the radiation, mm-hmm. and he figured out how old that rock was. So I wonder if they could do that with the tooth too, or if that's different. So there's a couple dating methods that I know of, just from my archaeology days. Uh huh. So there's carbon fourteen dating. And so what that is, so carbon is an isotope, which means the same element has different number of electrons. I see. Plants get carbon through photosynthesis. We eat the plants, which we get carbon in our body. Once we die, over time, carbon-12 then changes into Uh carbon-14. We know how long it takes for carbon to cut itself in half. And so we can measure the ratio from carbon-12 to carbon-14. To determine how old something is. Now there's some limitations with that. After about 5,000 years, all the carbon-12 has turned into carbon-14. So we don't really know after 5,000 years. The other thing is that it has to be something that was once alive. If we have like a boat or something, we can measure it because wood was once alive. But it has to have carbon, whereas rocks and stuff like that don't have carbon, so it doesn't work. Uh, But a megalodon tooth would because that was alive. It worked on rock because he dated a rock. Not with carbon-14. Oh, yeah, I don't know. So he probably used potassium argon, which is more... Well, he said it was radio, so I would say maybe it was K-Earth 101 or maybe iHeartRadio. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe satellite. You never know. Could be, yeah. I mean, (laughs) you just don't know. But then you have potassium argon, which is very similar. The potassium turns to argon, so it's the same process as as carbon. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't know that? Yeah. (laughs) The limitations is that... 
that can only date things really old because the half-life for that is a lot longer. Right. So if it's something that's under like 10,000 years, it's not going to be able to date that. So there's some limitations on both. So I'm assuming that your grandpa probably had a potassium argon instrument. I couldn't tell you. I was only 10 years old, but it was sure neat stuff. We got to see like lasers back then. They had a, a red laser that would blow a hole right through two two by fours, and then the green one you could put your hand through. All right, so last thoughts on Megalodon. What do you think? Megalodon did exist. I feel in my own heart it's not out there. It's gone, huh? Although Shark Week is great. Shark Week's great. All right, so I think I'm with you. How about you? What's your your take on Megalodon? Okay, I would say that I'm not super firm on this. I wouldn't be surprised if Megalodon does come around. Uh But I do think that if there was a 40-foot shark... We would probably know about it because it would be eating stuff. Right. I think it would be in massive competition with the great white shark. Right. So I think I'm going to have to go folklore on this. Folklore. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go folklore. Okay. So the verdict today is folklore. Folklore. All right. That case is closed. And that's our story. And we're sticking to it. Sticking to it. All right. Any last words? Um, you know, Tom Finn... I wonder if his middle name was Dorsal. Stupid. Tom Finn. It's Huck, Huck Finn. Finn. Sorry. Jeez. Huck, Huck Finn, yeah. <laughs> you know Tom Finn. Who the hell is Tom Finn? Tom Sawyer? That's, no, that's Huck's brother. Tom Finn? Yeah, he had a brother named... Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> All right. All right, we're out. Bye. Bye.